the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. You know, I have been actively, seriously studying the Bible for. Um, well, well over, well over 60 years, uh, well over 60 years, and I am still amazed at this incredible book that God has given us. I'm just, I'm just blown away by this book, this inspired, infallible, inerrant word that the God of the universe has given to his creation. Hey, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. We are simulcasting today again. So we are broadcasting live from Columbus, Ohio. But we're also in Washington, D.C., as I guest host for Don Crow on uh, WAVA 105.1 FM and uh, doing my own program, Bob Bernie Live in Columbus on The Word, AM 880 and 104.5 FM. And uh, my telephone number, I try at least two or three times during the hour uh, to give you my telephone number because I'd love to hear from our listeners. Uh, A couple of days ago, I told you that in in my morning devotions, I'm going through the book of Isaiah. And, uh, Often, in my Bible reading, I've just gone as fast as I could go, just to get the continuity and so forth. This time, I'm going very slowly. Um, I'm trying to look at individual verses. I'm trying to look up commentary on verses that either I don't understand or that I just feel are a particular blessing. So uh, I've had either my computer or my phone uh, close beside, and I'm looking up uh, Matthew Henry and Adam Clark and and more contemporary uh, people as well. And this morning, I read Psalm 53. My goodness. I've read the 53rd Psalm hundreds of times, literally hundreds of times. I've preached on it many times. But it was like it was like I'd never read it before. It was like fresh. It was it was new. And and here's the the mind blowing thing about the fifty third chapter of Isaiah. Did I say the fifty third Psalm? I hope I didn't. Uh the fifty third chapter of Isaiah. It describes in graphic detail the life of the ministry, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it was written 
somewhere between 700 and 760 years before Jesus. Over seven centuries. 700 years is a long, long time. Isaiah 53 was written over 700 years before Jesus. But if you know anything about the life of Jesus, the crucifixion, why he came, it's just amazing. Would you allow me to read it for you? Again, it it was like I read it for the first time. It begins, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, and yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet He opened not his mouth. He's brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because... He had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Wow. Now, many would say, well, that's not prophetic. It's not talking about Jesus. All right, then I have a question. Who was Isaiah the prophet talking about? Is there anyone else in the history of Israel who would fit this description? Anyone? 
Can you think of anyone in the history of his? Can you think of anyone in the history of humanity that would fit this description? He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Do you remember? They struck him. He didn't defend himself. Brought as a lamb to the slaughter. The sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Have you read the description of the crucifixion? Have you read it? He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. He died between two thieves, and he was buried in a rich man's tomb. He's despised and rejected a man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. When Jesus was crucified, not one of his disciples stood with him. They all forsook him. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. And afflicted, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. No one, no human being fits that description. 700 years before Jesus, Isaiah the prophet describes the suffering lamb of God. (laughs) What a book. What a book. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Folks, don't ever lose the wonder, the amazement, the awe of God's Word. Can I give you a little tip? Don't ever treat your Bible like another book. You know, uh, I, I like to read and when I pick up a book, I, I don't know what I'm going to find. I, I don't know whether the author is any good or not. People may have told me this is a great book, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to find, and I'm just kind of open-minded. I may like it. I may not like it. I don't know. That's not the way I approach the Bible, because the Bible is not just a book. It is not just ink on paper. It is the God-breathed Word of God given to creation by the Creator. Every single word given by the the breath of God. That's what 2 Timothy 3.16 is all about. And so when you pick up the Bible, the best way I know to explain this, and this changed my Bible reading and my attitude towards the Bible completely. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's 2 Timothy 3.16. The word inspiration there is literally the breath of God. It's a similar concept, a different language, but in, in the, the Old Testament, in Genesis, God created man, and there he was, 
a perfect specimen, the perfect human being. But he had no life. He wasn't even a robot. He had no life until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And it was the breath of God into Adam that made him a living soul. All right. 2 Timothy 3.16, I believe, illustrates the same concept. God took ink on paper or parchment or whatever it was originally written on and then breathed into it life. And so when you are reading the Word of God, God exhaled, and when you read His Word, you are inhaling the very life of God, the breath of God. Bob, that's a, that, uh, that sounds a little fanatical. No, it's not fanatical. It's just true. We've, we've got to understand the Bible is not just another book. It's not just a great book, wonderful book, awesome book. Joy and I read together Randy Alcorn's book on heaven several months ago. It's incredible. I didn't agree with every word of it, but it was phenomenal. It was just phenomenal. It's a great book. And I've recommended it to many other people, but it is not like the Bible at all. The Bible is not just a great, wonderful, whoa, that was a good book. It's the very breath of God. It's a supernatural, miraculous, living book. And so when you pick it up, expect to receive from it. Expect God to speak to you. Expect God to reveal things to you. Expect to see things you've never seen before. Well, but Bob, I've I've read cover to cover my Bible 30 times. Fine, great, good for you. I'm really glad that you have. But here's another thing about the Bible. It's infinite. You can study it for the rest of your life and still find something new that you've never seen before. Never get over the amazement, the wonder, the awe of the Bible. Don't read it mechanically. Well, I'm in a Bible reading program, so i got to read three chapters today. I missed two yesterday, so now today i got to read five chapters, so I get caught up. All right, I'm going to read... Don't read it mechanically, robotically. Don't read it because you have to. Read it with great expectation. Say a little prayer. God, this is your word. I'm opening my mind, my heart, my spirit to whatever it is you have for me. Teach me, instruct me, comfort me, convict me. Give me what I need today from your word. If you will approach the Bible with that kind of attitude, it won't be just another book. Treat it for what it is, the supernatural, miraculous, living, inspired, infallible 
inerrant Word of God. That's why everything we do must be driven by the truth of Scripture. That's why everything a church does must be driven by the truth of Scripture. And there is such an emphasis on de-emphasizing the Word. For my listeners, this may be a little repetitious, forgive me, but it's something I'm very, very concerned about. Within evangelicalism, there is a move to de-emphasize the Word of God and emphasize Jesus. We Well, we can't be overly dedicated to a book, 66 books. We've got to fall in love with Jesus. Listen, we don't know a single thing about Jesus except what we find in Scripture. I mentioned his name several times. I'm not going to mention it again because it's not my intent to attack anyone, but a very, very, very well-known preacher here in America has been hammering this to his congregation and the thousands and thousands of people who follow him. Don't become consumed with the Bible. Become consumed with Jesus. Well, there's there's a problem with that. How, how, how do we know who Jesus was? How do we know that he was virgin born? How do we know that he was sinless? How do we know that he was the Lamb of God? How do we know that Isaiah 53 prophesied about him? How do we know that he is the fulfillment of Psalm 22? Because the Bible tells us this very same preacher has made fun of the children's song. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible, t- uh, for the Bible tells me so. He's made fun of that. We don't make fun of that. It's true. Every single thing we know about heaven, we get from the Bible. Every single thing we know about hell, we get from the Bible. Every single thing we know about salvation, we get from the Bible. The Bible is the source of all of that knowledge. We commit ourselves to God's Word. And if we do that, we will be madly, passionately in love with Jesus because that's what the Word of God leads us to do. All right. Into that sermon. We'll be back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.